FMX Network production. A series of the most exciting action imaginable. Welcome to the Leanne Re-Raceables presented by Maxis Tires, Scott Goggles, and Pro Taper. Mathis and Weege revisit the instant classics from yesteryear, spotlighting those historic moto moments that simply never grow old. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Liat Re-Raceables podcast. Thank you for listening. Tell a friend, subscribe, review, rate, all of that stuff. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, we'll see about coming back next year. You know, we're in negotiations and some reviews and some uh, improved downloads can really help uh, put the heat on you people. Uh, thanks to Liat as well for all that they do for this podcast. It is a generation of racers uh, using Liat now for a long time. And whether it's a um, neck protection, which they've refined and, and uh done that over the years whether it's mountain bike gear whether it's uh, motocross gear the solitaire guys have been running liet all year long uh liet is a promise to continually try to improve safety and performance each and every time they uh, come out with a new line so if you want to save at liet go to uh, liet.com check it out and then email us using the contact form pulpamex.com we'll pass you on a code to save at liet thank you to uh, those guys for all that they do as well scott goggles max's tires guts and Decal Works, all on board this podcast as well. 2011 Indianapolis Supercross. Uh, we're choosing that one today to look back at, and uh, we'll tell you why right away. But let me introduce uh, the man that was probably there that night in Indianapolis as well. Jason Wygant. What's up, Weech? Yeah, uh, actually was. What's very odd is I remember this 250 race well, but the 450 race, you think it would be the opposite, escaped my memory. But I know I was there because uh, when we talk to our guest, I'll mention to him, the press box reaction to him winning the race, but that was the 250 class. What happened in the 450s is a mystery. This is Indianapolis 2011, which is weird because, Steve, you might remember 2011, the greatest Supercross season of all time. Do you remember the banners? Oh, I remember the banners. I remember the hype. Mm -hmm. I remember me being very upset at Feld because they were saying it was the closest thing ever, and then I went back to 1985, and it was actually the same, if not bit closer, and we just kind of forgot about that, and we just ran with the It banners. was the greatest. Yeah, yeah, I didn't say was... closest. They said greatest. Yeah, greatest. yeah. But um, it was a good season, and it's got all-timers yes. in it, and I have no recollection of the 450 main event at all. Like, right? What is yeah. up with that? I don't know, man. We've just been to too many races, too many years. <laughs> there are many 2011 races that stick out, but for some reason, this one. Yeah doesn't yeah. and you know uh, on social we got a lot of people asking us to do 2011 atlanta for example um yes. and we're we can do it but like chad and james aren't coming on to talk to us about that race you know so no they're gonna do that on their form i'm sure eventually chad will go on james's pod and talk about that that's theirs that's fine yeah yeah i mean if you want us to do one with someone else who wasn't involved that was just riding around the track. JT, <laughs> should we just call JT? Well, he breaking news. He's a little upset about not being more a part of these, you know, on our text, right? I, I, yeah, that was, came as a surprise. I did not. I did not know he was going to feel that way. There's if there's a show, anyone it's doing true. a show out there in the world, he wants to do it. And it so it's look, true. He's got his own shows, underground kind of JT style. He does pods that we don't even know about. Yeah. We'll get him on at some point. We'll make it happen. Uh, but, yeah, lots to talk about when it comes to this race. Uh, Ryan Sipes, first 
career uh, Supercross win for Ryan Sipes. Of course, at this point, he's 27, he tells us, or something. We'll have him on in a little bit. He uh, He's riding for Star, guys, and he gets the win here. Um, I'm trying to think, Weege, like, Timmy comes to mind a little bit. Uh, he always comes to mind, let's face it. But mm-hmm. uh, Timmy comes to mind, but, like, Dowd and Henry are almost too easy. But can you think of another guy that sort of hit his prime later on, like went through ups and downs and then started, you know, got some speed? Because the stats on Sipes on this year are ridiculous. We'll touch on those in a little bit. But can you think of a guy that didn't start winning till later, like Sipes, or got speed later? Well, I kind of disagree with that, though, because I feel like Sipes is one of those guys that should have been way before this and had the speed the whole time. He just couldn't put it together. And there are countless 250 guys who are like this. Uh, You know, he's maybe a Marty light. Uh, Marty was the absolute pinnacle of this, just having ridiculous speed but not being able to get the win. It took Marty forever. Uh, But Sipes quite in that category. But I feel like Sipes being like he could have won but didn't, went on for way too long. So I don't look at it like Dallas Henry that came out of nowhere. Yeah. So you don't think he, well, I mean, just an older winner, even. Well, yes. Okay. The, in yeah. the end, the numbers are he didn't finally get a win in for a while, but I, I don't agree that he found speed. Mm-hmm. He just finally found putting it together. Yeah, okay. All right. Fair enough. So is there other guys that you can think of that found finally putting it together later? <laughs> uh, yeah, you're asking me this one off the cuff. I'm yeah. sure there are. Yeah. Uh, I feel like Sipes wasn't a thing for many years. Until he became a thing. Yeah, I guess so. Right. Because even the guys, I bet you if you looked at, uh, it felt like I took our old buddy Will Hahn like forever to get one of these. And then when he did, he went on to win the title. But he was probably five years younger than Sipes when he actually did win the first one, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think that, you know, I hate to say you're right here, but I think that goes to why, and I remember this so well, and I'll tell Sipes this when we talk to him, when he won, the press box gave golf claps, like not cheers, but like, mm-hmm. yes, respect. Good for you, man. You finally got one. And that I don't remember ever happening again. So maybe that's the point. Everyone had seen Sipes try for eight yeah. or 10 years or yeah. whatever it was. And uh, they're just like, good for him, man. He got one. And let's face it, too. If you know Ryan and you interacted with him over the years, he's a good guy. He yes. He had a lot of fans in the pits. A lot of other racers loved him. Um, you know, he's a yep. Kentucky guy, uh, but even all the guys from California liked him. Like Ryan was, he's a good dude. So I think, yeah, like everyone liked him, right? Yeah. So that's probably part of it. Like uh, the fans and the people in the press box and everybody else probably felt the same way too. It's definitely a guy that everyone was rooting for uh, to get it. So yeah, what he did, like I said, the press box clapped, not cheered, clapped. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I I kind of like um, so the year before this, he was riding for Moto Concepts on a 450 outdoors with Chiz on a bike that kind of nobody really liked. Right, the 2010 YZ 450 with the motor backwards, and yep. I was doing goggles for those guys, so I was in their truck a lot, uh, prepping goggles and, and all of that. They wore X brands back then, and um, they put in some really good rides all summer long. And that was the first time, because he had the WBR ride, he was a Team Green kid, MDK, KTM. Uh, there were things along the way where you were like, well, I don't know about this kid. Like, I don't know, you know. Uh, but at that su- the summer before this 2011 year, 
I was like, dude, this guy's good. Uh, you know, he's figuring it out. He's figuring it out on a on a bike that you knew that wasn't that good. So, yeah, yeah it was eighth overall in the 450 Nationals the previous year. That was DV team, wasn't it? Was no, it DV, DV was team? the year before. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, Tony Alessi, Michael Young. No. Oh, Michael Young. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do. I do feel like, and you see this all the time, man. And this might be where we are. At, let's say. Colt Nichols puts in some good rides here with the Bubba Pauly team. At some point, all these teams that you know nothing about, they just show up. They start putting it together. And then next thing you know, three years after that, they start being legit teams that are getting, Mm -hmm. like, help. You know, this is, I'm sure the Butler brothers, I mean, at one point, they're running around with JT, right? And then then look at where they end up, you know? So, yeah, Moto Concepts went on to be a, a, you know, they're still around, but a very successful team. They never quite had the full factory support. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they even wanted it. You know, I don't know if you know, the team eventually won the Daytona Supercross with Justin Brayton. Do you know this? I heard something about this, yeah. Yes. It all, it, I was thinking about Brayton, actually. But anyway, yeah, I guess you're right. That 2010 is kind of them establishing. It's like, oh, this team could be something. Yeah, absolutely. Um also, so something we talked to Ryan earlier for this pod, we'll, we'll, we'll drop it in here in a little bit, but one thing I didn't realize, and I started going through the, the, the different races in 2011, so you got Barsha in here, I mean, Barsha's an all-timer, right, mm-hmm. uh, riding for the mm-hmm. Geico team, Blake Baggett, we all know, he's a pro circuit kid, and we know Baggett's speed, and Dean Wilson is the fastest 125 guy to maybe, Supercross guy to never win a championship, Dean's great, uh, Mookie's in there, Blake Wharton's in there. Sipes told us, well, I qualified fastest that night, and, and he was right. And then I started looking, and he qualified fastest in Vegas later on this year. Then he qualified fastest like four other times. Sipes had raw speed out the ass this year on the Star Yamaha team. Like, it was unbelievable, and I don't remember this. And Sipes kind of tells us about it, and then I went back and checked, and he's right. Like, qualifying, he was the fastest guy. And this is Barsha. Yeah, this over is Barsha. This is Dean, like, these are legit guys. Yeah, like, I don't, I, how do I not remember a 27-year-old Ryan Sipes just working these dudes and qualifying? Like, I was writing observations back then. I was going to the races. I feel like I would have made a bigger deal about this old guy that's never won being the fastest qualifier. I would have to ask him, and it's too late now because we already did this interview, but I would not be surprised if it had already happened. I just feel like Sipes always had speed and, uh, like I said, like almost yeah. a Marty Light. Yeah. Uh, but... Even in the story that he tells here, the fact that he had Barsha covered. I mean, Barsha was a beast in 250 East two years in a row. Mm -hmm. So the fact that it was like he could go toe-to-toe with those guys, and on certain nights he was the better guy, that is really impressive. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely, right? Because, yeah, you just look at Barsha, two-time champion. You know, Baggett never won a Supercross title, did he? No, No. just like Dean. But, I mean, these are not slouches. These are great riders. Well, Baggett had the one and then crashed with the one, and Marty gave it away, too. But, uh, um, yeah, Yeah. so this race in particular, Indianapolis, uh, you were there. Is this webcast time? I don't know. Uh, No. At this point, I'm hanging in the press box with you. Oh, the ultimate indignity, huh? (laughs) It it was. It was. uh, As you know, I had to scratch and claw my way to to get back into, you know, where I'm in the press box. And 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 uh, plenty of um, reasons why is maybe because you're hanging out with me. Yeah, like Goodwill Hunting. I need right. to just get out of here. Yeah. I shouldn't be doing this show. <laughs> yeah, but this um, race here, Indianapolis. I mean, it's kind of boring in a sense. It, we're, we picked it. We picked it because it's Ryan's first win, and he wanted to talk about it. And he's got some great facts of it. But yeah, Baggett grabs the start. 
Uh, Ryan's all over him. Baggett's uh, there. Ryan hits him in the uh, in the in the rear tire a couple of times, and then Baggett crossruts the finish. Goes left to right, hits the tough blocks, almost takes Ryan down, and then Ryan takes takes off and grabs the lead. And Barsha is on him. Barsha's close, um, and but in the end, like it's kind of rather eventful for uneventful for Ryan Ryan Sipes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so another thing I remember from this is I started doing outdoor TV in 2009 on Speed Channel, and this race on Speed Channel, and I was always just hoping. Oh, hold on, I'm watching the 450 race back, and Justin Brayton just appeared on the screen. Sorry, just lost my bearings there for a second. This is JGR, Justin Britton? Yeah, yep. yeah. Um, so I was always, you know, hoping that Speed would call me and ask me to do more. So I did everything I could to study everything they had. I would watch on Sunday nights. They had this show called The Speed Report. They covered all the different motorsports. And then they had Dave Despain's show, Wind Tunnel. And Despain would always have some essay or some point that he wanted to make or mm -hmm. something. And I remember it really stood out. Out of all the races that took place that weekend, and it's like a race in every major racing series, he made his report about Ryan Sipes, who turned pro, you know, at the middle of 2004, full-time, starting in 2005. It took six, seven seasons. Finally got it. And I remember in the eloquent way that Dave Despain could do it. And he's like, but when Baggett blew it, finally was the opportunity that Sipes had thrown away so many times himself. And I'm like, look at Dave Despain just knowing the 250 class of Supercross and respect to the veteran Ryan Sipes finally getting it done. Maybe even Despain doesn't remember the 450 race. It's only the 250s. <laughs> yeah, really, yeah. right? Yeah. I don't I don't remember yeah. the press box clap. I'm not I'm, I'm sure it happened. I don't remember mm -hmm. that. Um but yeah, that 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 sounds what a night it was. Um Yeah. Boy, we got to where's JT? We got to really get to the bottom of that too for this race for the for the Leah. Didn't racing. make the main? Didn't make the didn't main. Didn't make the main. No. Oh. Oh, well, that hurts. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. This probably was after JT Don't Land on Me. Oh, yeah. A couple weeks. A yeah. couple weeks after Houston. Yeah. 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 Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Riding with the torn ACL. Yeah. Maybe. Mm -hmm. uh, lots to get into when it comes to this race. Thank you to the folks at Scott Goggles, our buddy John Knowles. You know who was wearing Scott this night? It was Ryan Sipes. Uh, Scott Sports oh. has been providing the best in goggle tech in all motorsports disciplines for over 50 years. Global leader in innovation, technology, and design. Scott, the only goggle made in the USA. They're excited to relive iconic moments in the sport with the Re-Raceables podcast. Thank you to Scott for coming on board with us. Also, Decal Works. X 23 is the code to save with Decal Works. Whatever you can dream up, they can do from the mild to the wild, Weege. Uh, decalmx.com. Pulpamex23 is the code to say with those guys, Ron, Sean, and everybody in Illinois cooking up. Uh, Got to see Sean over the weekend. Oh, yeah. I mean, this was their home race, yeah. baby. Yeah, that's right. Chicagoland. They, yep. they invited me to the to the, to the the factory on uh, on Friday, but obviously I didn't go. But, you know, if I. Yeah, there were free tacos, I heard. If I had gone, I would not have had a conversation with the Edge. So uh, I think I chose the right one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh, there were free tacos. <laughs> there were free tacos. Uh, yes. Okay, so yeah, Indianapolis 2011. Um, that's it. There's not a lot to get into the race. What? What? Give me an update on the 450 thing. You're watching it. What, oh what, well, yeah. yeah uh, great timing. Things just started happening. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, two things happened. So Stu starts last. Starts coming through. Makes two unbelievable saves. Anyone else would have been dead. Uh, <laughs> okay, this this sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they just basically have the camera on Stu the entire race. Villapoto gets the lead over Reed, mm -hmm. starts inching away. Yep. They just show Stu for like eight straight laps. Like, just keep the cameras on Stu. Uh, that's the height of Stu still. Even in 2011, Villapoto would win the title, but he was still the household name, I guess. And then finally, Dunge catches up to 
cannot figure out a way to pass him. Again, have you heard of this before? This sounds familiar, yeah. Yeah. Dunge cannot figure out a way to get around Chad for second, and then Dunge runs into the back of Chad and crashes. And I think Stu actually ends up taking over third. So uh, a classic. Hmm. Remember we made, actually, this is the year we started doing our review podcast, 2011. Was that it was really? actually the season. Yeah. Okay. And uh, we eventually made the joke that uh, Chad should just get the high Ryan yep. butt patch. Yep. Yeah. Uh, oh, things are about to get spicy. Stu just scrubbed past Chad. Uh, so your guy, Justin Brayton, is 37 seconds back of, of Ryan Villapoto. So the top four are gone. That's all right. We we played the consistency card. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. It's not about speed. Oh, boy. Um, I don't know how the heck Stu... Stu starts last, makes two unbelievable saves, and he gets up to second halfway through the race. My God. Oh, this is on the bike he loves, too. He loves this 2011. Oh, oh my gosh. The, the Phoenix race we did earlier, Phoenix, I think it was 2011, Phoenix we did. I mean, the forks are so stiff, and the bike cannot turn, and he almost gets <laughs> crap coming into a turn three or four times. Like, I, Obviously, look, his, he knows what he's doing. He set up his bike. I get all that, but... You watch his – it looks like a teeter-totter, the Yamaha. I don't know if it looks this way to you right now. but It does. It's the front to back. Yes. There's so much pitching front to back. It's <laughs> yes, crazy. It's a teeter-totter, man. Yeah. It's amazing it's how he ended up doing as well as he did, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Let's uh, – should we get – should we uh, drop in Ryan Sipes and then uh, yeah, give, give us an update maybe after after we listen to Sipes on what exactly happened? Uh, here we go, <laughs> folks. Re-raceables. Here's Ryan Sipes talking 2011 Indianapolis and uh, and the win. That came with it. All right, everybody. We've been talking about Indianapolis 2011 250 Supercross race and a little bit of 450s too. But let's uh, let's talk to the big winner from this night. Uh, he's on the line right now. He's riding for Star Yamaha that night. Ryan Sipes, what's up, man? How are you? Hanging out, hanging out. Uh, thanks for uh, thanks for coming by. Really appreciate it. Uh, thanks for calling in. I should say, really appreciate it. What a night! And also, two Sipes. I off the top of my head, like. Is Indianapolis the closest race to Kentucky? Yeah, yeah, that was the cool part. Is okay, like yeah, a lot of friends and family were there. So that's what cool. I, that's what I was thinking. I was like, wait, of all the races to win, Indianapolis is is so close to you. Um, I want I got a lot of questions. Uh, I'll let Weech start off first, but I got I want to ask you about the year before uh, before we get too far into this. But Weech, go ahead. One thing I don't even know if you know this. Um, when you won this, it had taken you had been so close so many times. I don't know if you know, the press box, people stood up and clapped. And <laughs> I don't feel like that's normal. I can maybe think of a couple of other times where people cheered or whatever, but people were so happy for you. Um, so just talk about that long journey to get here. Yeah, they felt bad for me. That's what it was. Uh, <laughs> it might have been a little bit of that. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I never thought it would take me that long to win, um, to be honest. I always, you know, when I came in, I thought I could win, but uh, – you know, for whatever one reason or another, it just never happened until that night. But uh, yeah, it was like, uh, but it made it that much sweeter. You know, like if I would have won my first year or something, it wouldn't have meant meant near as much. So it was uh, a big, uh, like a finally. You know, like holy cow, how could it take this long? But it was really cool. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was really neat. Uh, Baggett got the start. You tried to run it in on him a couple times, and then he got sideways, ate shit. 
uh, and you took the win. You had Bam Bam behind you, as we were talking about earlier. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you're stuck in between a couple of guys that, you know, won a bunch of races in the class. And then you probably, once you got into the lead, Sipes, I'm sure you're like, oh, God, here comes Barsha. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, so, yeah, that was what was cool is, like, um, Baggett got the whole shot. Um, but I was, like, right there. And I'm like, all right, you know, just stick with him here. And I'm, like, sitting there behind him for the first three or four laps thinking, I got him. Like I'm, I'm faster than him. I had my sections where I was better. And, uh, and then, but I was like, I just need to wait because if I pass him now, like it's going to be a block, you know, this is, so I'm just going to chill. And then he kind of gave it to me when he Mm -hmm. hit that tough block. And then, um, I think that was about midway. And then toward the end, I mean, I definitely got a little bit tight, but, uh, I knew I had beat Justin, uh, Barsha in the heat race straight up, like past him one. Like, I, so I knew I kind of had him too. I was just like, I got to, you know, guard my lines and he definitely tried some crazy stuff, but ended up working out. Yeah. You were the fastest qualifier over Dino that day. And then like you said, you won the heat. So it was just your night a little bit. It was your day, right? Do you remember like, I'm trying to, okay, let me look back here. Uh, do you remember anything like, did you make any changes? Did you did you change things? Did you, you know, this was the third round of the East Coast. Um, anything you can remember to be sort of the impetus of you having such a good night? Um, I think it was actually the fourth round. Okay. I think it went Atlanta. Uh, um, I don't know, Atlanta somewhere, because I went like four or five, and then at Daytona. Oh, I got maybe third. Houston. Maybe Houston was the first yeah, Easton. So, so Houston, then San Diego, then Atlanta, Daytona, Indy. Yeah, yeah. So I went like four or five, like me and uh, I think um, uh, oh, uh, Wharton. Mm-hmm. crashed at one of them and I got fourth or fifth. One of them I fell over, got fourth or fifth and they, Daytona I got third and I was a little bit distant from him, but I was like, all right, you know, building some, some momentum. But that whole year, I, I think I was fastest in almost every practice. Like my, my speed was on, my bike was really good on that star bike. My mechanic were like really kind of jiving and I was putting in a ton of work. And, uh, so it was kind of, mm-hmm. uh, and I'd only started riding four weeks before the the start of the series because I had uh, carpal tunnel surgery and it like I had complications with it and so it was kind of like building, building, and then that was just kind of my night. It was good. Hey, you mentioned a mechanic. Was that Scotty Atkins? It was. Yep. What a cool story. Uh, people don't realize this, but Scotty retired from mechanicing to start a mechanic school, which I'm like, yeah, good luck. And it's in Morgantown because he's originally from Morgantown where I lived with Racer X, and uh, now he churns the guys out. I think so both Lawrence Brothers mechanics went there, and you name it. Like, so many mechanics have gone through his school, but in his career when he was at the pro level, you were really his guy. Yeah, I think seven years uh, me and him were together, um, or something like that. Maybe it was five. But, yeah, he told me about that back in probably oh nine or ten, and I kind of had the same, you know, <laughs> response as you, like, not, you know, shooting him down, but like, yeah, you know, yeah. I hope it works out for you. And dude, he crushes it now. Yeah. Yeah. He's done a really good job with that. And uh, I'm I'm with you guys. I'll join you guys. I'm like, huh? From Morgantown? This is what you're going to do? Uh, but yeah, it's really working out well. Sipes, I think for, so you spent a couple years at MDK KTM. You know, you were a Team Green kid, amateur. Like you, like, you know, there was some hype around you. I know you told me there was no hype around you, Sipes, but I'm telling you, there was hype around you because I remember it. Um, 
And there then, wasn't enough hype. There was there wasn't as much hype as there should have been. I do feel like that. Okay. I don't right. know why. Or, Thanks, Weege. Yeah, yeah. I feel like you were. Uh, were you ever the top, top, top team green? I don't think you were. Right. Uh, well, so they didn't have like extreme team green back then, but I just and and thinking back or talking to people now, they're like, "Oh, dude, we were getting you know eight bikes for free." I'm like, "We paid for every single bike we got. Like, we got a discount, you know." But uh, I, mean. I did win yeah. some titles, and and that last year, you know, before I turned pro, it was me and Tommy Hahn, Matt Gerke. Like, I mean, there were some good dudes. Um, but yeah, for yeah. whatever reason, it was I wasn't, uh, you know, heads way up above everybody, like you know the Millsaps and those guys were. So maybe that was the reason. But um, yeah. I always had confidence in myself. Yeah, Weege, because I either when Ryan was in studio for the Pulp Show or another podcast I did, he was like, ah, you know, I don't feel like you know I was that good of that great of an amateur, and there wasn't that much hype around me. I was low key Kentucky kid. And I was like, I don't know, man. I was a mechanic, and I remember hearing about Ryan Sipes. So, like, I feel like there was Sipes hype. But anyways. Um, yeah. Uh, you, yeah, you came into the pros. And then at the year before this ride, you rode Moto Concepts. And nothing against Moto Concepts, but they were definitely, you know, a little different and a little unique. You and Chisholm on 450s, on YZ450s with the motors turned backwards that nobody really liked back then. You guys had really solid results. And I was... And I would think, like, hey, Sipes is established. Sipes is now a 450 guy, but this that that summer and that year sort of turns you around into back into being a viable 250 guy. So I guess, how much did that year help you in the 450 outdoors to get a 250 ride? Yeah, well, backing up even before that, I I think I had a pretty decent. Um, year because i rode 250 in supercross in 2010 for mm -hmm. moto concepts and i had like i led the one race for yep. 14 and three quarters laps and and i didn't win it you know i got second but i had some other you know decent and i was really i was fast even if i didn't put the results in my, my on the you know lap time battles at, at in practice i was usually pretty good and uh first or second right in there and then that 450 year definitely it was the first season that i I think that I completed the whole thing without missing a race or okay. getting hurt or yeah. whatever. So it was kind of like it built some momentum. And, uh, yeah, that bike wasn't awesome. But we, me and Chiz, we put a ton of work in trying to get it to work. And uh, with Enzo and all them. And um, Was that after, was that Villaman, team manager year? No, he no, was okay. – that was – I think that was a year before he moved into team manager role. Our okay. team manager was Lammy okay. at first, and then it was – Mike Michael Young. Okay. Yeah, so. Um so when you when Bobby Reagan at Star comes at you, um and in a way like where you I get I mean in a way I guess you're just it's a salary 250 ride so you're all in. Star wasn't Star as we think of it now back then though. No, but I mean it's the same thing that why I can't blame, you know, the career 250 guys for staying in 250 class because it's like, all right, you can have a privateer 450 or you can have a factory 250 and you're going to make more money on the 250. Like you're, you're going to take that every time. I mean, mm -hmm. at least I did. And, uh, the star bike was really, yeah, star wasn't star back then, but their bike was good. Yep. We had, you know, solid motors. Everything was, was good. So, um, I was, I, I didn't, uh, it wasn't like getting a call from, you know, Pro Circuit or whatever, but it was like, you know, I think we can make make this work. Who was on the team with you that year? On the star team? Yeah. 
Uh, let's see. Cunningham for sure. Swanee, I think. Okay. Um, maybe. Um, was that Lemoyne? No, Lemoyne was before that. I'm okay. trying to think. Uh, Kyle. Um, I mean Cunningham. We just assume, huh? Weege. Just yeah. No, but Cunningham's just yeah. all over there. <laughs> yeah. Kyle Peters was on it for a little while. Gannon oh. was on it for a little while. Um, we kind of had some of those rookies cycle through, but yeah. Um, oh, don't get Steve started yeah, on that. Yeah, Do not don't, get Steve started on no. the amount of riders that were one and dones over there. Yeah, don't like get started. I just, I always was like, what are you guys doing? Like, you know, and obviously, Brad over at Star still doesn't like me because I made fun <laughs> of the team forever because they would just like cycle through kids like it was no problem. Will Hahn said he signed a two-year deal, and after one year, they're like, hey, man. Yeah, you just got to go. Like, <laughs> they went through a bunch of managers, Alan Brown, Doug Shapinsky, Steve Lampson, and I would make fun of Star. And I think Brad still doesn't like me because of that. But, like, there were time types where I was just like, what the hell is going on over there? <laughs> you know? Yeah, well, and it wasn't I, – I don't know if it was because I was a little bit older yeah. or if I, you know, worked hard or whatever it was. But Bobby wasn't – crazy hard on me he was mm-hmm. really hard on those young guys yeah yeah he was not, he didn't pull any punches like it wasn't anything too crazy but he he expected you to like go win and some of the some of the you know that works for some people it doesn't work for others <laughs> right 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 and my point i heard those stories and my point was always like yeah they're not ready to win like they're not at that level like they're they're not they're kids no one thought kyle yeah. peter should go and win you know, but yeah. anyways, yeah. But listen, this, you had a, yeah, this was really like, you know, at some point you just get branded as a 450 privateer and you were kind of doing that in that summer before and you could have just taken that route. This really got you back into like, hey man, Sipes can podium or win races in the 250 class. You know, he's back on that 250 gravy train. This did it for you this year, you know? Yeah, for sure. It was definitely my best year, like, um, you know, in Supercross for sure. And, uh, but it was one of those times, like, um, if I could recreate it every year, <laughs> I would, or, you know, um, but we were just, me and Scotty were, were vibing. Everything was good. The bike was good. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, um, yeah, it's just an awesome year. And the bike, the bike was good. I, I'm almost surprised to hear that because uh, you know the the revolutionary one on the 250 side came out in 14. Uh, yep. and Yamaha was really piecing the 250 together. I mean, it was still carbureted. I think they had changed the frame, but it was the same old motor that they stuck in there. I think the rumor. I don't know if this is true. The rumor was when that new 450 came out, there was supposed to be a 250 version the next year, and it just never came out. Uh, you know, financial crisis and bike sales were tanking, and Yamaha just packed it up so i'm surprised actually here in 2011 the bike was good it was we had a good motor um the chassis i knew the chassis was good i'd written it the year before because it was the same in 10 and 11 that they changed it in 12 um my second year on star but no the bike was solid and and we had um enzo suspension and I don't know. It, it it seemed like an easy a bike that was easy to set up. Like some bikes are like really finicky and like you can get it dialed in and then you move to a different track and it's kind of not that great. That bike was kind of just good everywhere. So I liked it. it. It was definitely, I remember around this time, there was no privateers riding Yamaha. Only star racing guys were at Supercross on a Yamaha around this time. I, I did a story on it even. And I told people like, 
Yeah, like at one point, no one wanted water. Why is he doing the F? They had oil tanks on them and carburetors. And yeah, the Star Guys were about the only blue crew out there, which is just nuts to think of that now, of course. But yeah, at one time, you know, it was, it was, the bike wasn't the cutting edge of technology. Right. You know? so, yeah, the tides have turned a little bit now. So, <laughs> how, how, old, how old were you when you won this then? Oh, 2011. What are we, what are we at? Are you 2011? I would have been. Well, I can't even do math. 27, 26, 27. Okay, so yeah, geez. Right. Yeah. Old, man. Yeah, yeah. Barsha, because there's, <laughs> there's a podium picture, and Barsha looks like he's 15 in the picture, you know? Um, yeah. But uh, I was thinking to myself, yeah. Did you have – so, like you said, you were really good this year. You were really fast, um, and like, and things were working well. So, for you, a little bit, Sipes – like after MDK KTM, which was just a disaster for everybody on the team, not necessarily, you know, your fault, but bikes and team and all that. And then a Moto Concepts year had to have been a little bit of um, real satisfaction for you to be like, I, I can do this. I'm 27, but I, I can do this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, like the, the KTMs on MDK, the bike was, I mean, it still didn't have a linkage and all that. So in Supercross, not great. Mm -hmm. The motor was always really good. But uh, in outdoors, that bike wasn't terrible. And then I go to Moto Concepts, that bike was not near as fast as the KTM and not near as fast as the Star Bike the next year. But mm -hmm. chassis was good. And in Supercross, like you don't necessarily, for the start, you don't have to have a fire breather because the starts are so short. Mm -hmm. So you can kind of get away with not having the fastest bike. Now, when it comes to jumping the, you know, jumps or whatever, you need fast bike. But um, we were able to do, you know, fairly decent on the Moto Concepts deal. Uh, you mentioned podium there, Steve. Was this the year with Star that you had like every outside sponsor on Earth? Didn't you have the DNA Shred Sticks? And I think was it Rockstar and DNA or something like that? No, Shred Sticks was 2011, and Rockstar was the next year. Yeah. Oh, okay. You're so thinking you did have we... the shred stick on the podium, though. You had to hold the beef jerky, right? <laughs> so that's the thing. We 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 saw the beef jerky. We never really ate it. We didn't. I didn't have to hold it on the podium. I think I held a water bottle, maybe, and we put a hat on. We were in fab, I think, too. So you had to put a towel on the shoulder, and mm -hmm. we did have a lot of sponsors. But uh, no, I didn't that's have I to remember, eat the yeah. beef jerky well, on the podium. The ultimate so. year was when Valley and Star merged, and it was everything and different brands of gear and yeah that was that was just nuts yeah that was 2012 right right that was just like hey let's merge two teams and it was a lot of riders and everything else so you were there the next year then in 12 yeah uh, yeah resigned for 12 was that quite a quite a bit different yeah it was a lot different uh the bike the the frame changed but it didn't change the bike a ton um the motor was still good all that stuff i i think i broke my hand and shoulder like second round mm -hmm. or before the second round so i missed all of supercross when i came back for outdoors i think i wrote the 450 um so it was that was kind of a mess of a year what'd you uh and you got you got yamaha bonuses for this race officially right yeah. you guys were yamaha yeah. bonuses then. what'd you do that what'd you do this night what'd you did you go raging snipes uh no it was funny i um we we definitely went out uh, mm -hmm. And I remember, like, all my buddies being up there, so they're like, oh, let's go party. And we, we went out, like, didn't really party, but we were out till, mm -hmm. I don't know, you know, 1, 2 in the morning. We drove from there back to Kentucky that, like, oh, the geez. same night. We, like, left oh, the bar nice. and drove back to Kentucky. <laughs> no, because I had a, a 
I don't know, some kind of riding school or something that I was doing the next day. So like I wasn't partying. We were just kind of yes, out. Yeah. And uh, then we drove through the night and basically didn't sleep and got up and did the riding school the next day. Needed to raise rate. Now it's a uh, school being taught by a supercross race winner. All of a sudden it's 50 bucks more ahead. Sorry. Everybody. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to go back to the actual race. So yeah, you, you felt like you, you were saying you kind of felt like you had Baggett covered. Then he crashes. Um, the last couple laps, though, when, you know, this took seven years to get there, this had to be running through your mind of don't crash. Yeah, um, it was not as bad as some years before that, you know, that I've kind of <laughs> done that. But um, I've done so many motos and so much like mental work of like, just focus on the track, like, don't worry about it. Um, and that worked great until I heard the panic grab behind me a couple times. And it was like, all right, there he is. Like, I better guard these insides. And, and it was funny. Like some people were kind of giving me a hard time because it's like, I think it's last lap, maybe three corners before the finish. There was this, it was like a wall berm, not like a big tall one, but like a short, very steep one. And I was hitting it standing up around the whole thing. And like, I was hitting it fast. And, uh, and I went into that just like I did every other lap. And I, you know, went in at the very beginning and railed around it. Well, he, you know, cut the whole track off and tried to T-bone me. But I, I, I countered back with like, if I would have changed my line at that point, I was pretty confident that I had him, you know, I was going to get around and he couldn't get me. But, um, yeah, it was funny to watch it now. Like he lands off the triple and takes a hard right, you know, and tries to, to get me. And then in the last corner, almost crashes trying to get me, but I, I felt pretty confident I had it. So Listen, you hit Baggett pretty good. I watched the GoPro of it. You hit Baggett pretty good in one turn, too. Like, get out of the way. Did I? Yeah. I thought really? so. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. You came I don't in like. remember that. You didn't really have a chance to make it, but you were just like, bang. Like, hi. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of just like letting him know I was there. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, rattle him a little bit. Dude, he goes left to right off the finish and just eats crap into the tough blocks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that surprised me. And and like watching back, the they showed the replay of him like clip the tough block with his uh foot peg and heck take a hard right. I'm right behind him and if I Barsha actually had to single the finish line. Yeah, I saw that. If I were just four feet further back from him, like I would have hit the tough block. So <clears throat> I'm glad that worked out. It almost looked like, yeah, the you had to swerve a little bit, uh, and I think it's a right-hander after the finish. Like the tough blocks were coming for you, and maybe in. Oh, in the in the next corner, yeah, yeah, he was pushing them out, yeah. Um, yeah, what a <laughs> night! And then also, so you win Vegas shootout. It was just the year. I don't think it counted for points, right? It was just a combine. Um, and you're eight tenths quicker in practice, also Sipes in Vegas. Dude, I'm telling. I was fastest of the 450s too. <laughs> I'm telling you, I was fast really? that year. Yeah, I was fast that year. And then it looks like Barsha crashes on the third lap, and you lead every lap after that, seven laps in a row, and you take the win of the shootout. Well, but I led every lap after Barsha crashed yeah. in the East Main also, and made a mistake on the last lap and back it past me. Oh, so there was so, two mains. Yeah, there was an East, a West, oh, and a shootout. So they're just calling the heats. I'm looking on the stats. They're calling the heats mains because it's AMA. Never change. Oh, yeah, yeah, they no. couldn't. There's no way they could yeah. revise all this. There's no, no way. Yeah, there's nope. no way. So, okay. Nope. So <laughs> so this was, yeah, this was two main events and then then a shootout. Got it. Yeah, yeah. So the the main, the mains were, they counted for points. The shootout didn't. Yeah. I yep. think the mains were 15 laps. The shootout was 10, something like that. Yeah, yep. Yep. Was there anything on the line in the shootout? Money, a truck, anything? Dude, so I was uh, 
after I, so I got second in the, in the East main mm -hmm. and I won the shootout and I went to Bobby right after I'm like, Hey, I get paid for both of these, right? <laughs> Cause it was going to be a pretty big payday for me. And I did, I got bonuses. Oh, you did? Both it did work. So, okay. Yeah. 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 That's funny. Cause yeah, there was a lot oh. of, a lot of talk around yeah. the agents and stuff about what to do. Right. Cause it wasn't a full main event. It was shorter mm -hmm. laps and all that kind of stuff. So God, so, Weege, did you, do you remember this Sipes? This raw speed of Sipes back then, I, I, it was there. It's on, it's on point. Well, I mean, I, for better or worse, Ron, I think you were known for the raw speed, but not always turning it into the race wins. I mean, yeah. I, think probably, I don't think I'm telling you anything you hadn't heard. We, yeah, I think you're right. We see speed. We definitely saw speed. Yeah. 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 So it was awesome to see that turn in. But I do feel bad. Like, I remember that, unfortunately. Like, some years the shootout is mega hype. And then some years it's for points, and some years it's the only main event. But the way they had the format that night, I'm like, dude, unfortunately, no one remembers this. I just won this race. It was just like, we already watched two mains. We already watched two number one plates handed out. They're not handing out a truck. It was just a race. So good for you. You got paid. I really remember it being like, wait, what? what, what is this? What are we? How do we classify this? Yeah, I, I yeah. still count it as a win. Hey, there you, you go. Know, it's a Supercross win in my mind. Yeah. Well, if you think about it, it was probably harder. I mean, it had East and West guys together, right? But yeah, uh, I think it was. So many I think I won. Sealy was second, and yep. and Roxon third, maybe. Yeah, that's it. Yep. So, um, yeah, no, it, it it all counts. I'm with you, but so Sipes, out of all the Vegases, because there's this format of two mains and a shootout. There's just heat races and a shootout, no points. Then there were just both mains, no shootout points. What, which which one was best, or is it this one because it was two of them and you did well at them? Well, it was this one because I did well. <laughs> Typical rider. <laughs> Typical rider. Yeah, exactly. I don't think. Uh, I mean, the shootout thing. Not. Um, I kind of thought it was cool. I wasn't racing, but those years where it was shootout and it did count for points, I kind of thought that was cool. Um, just because you're throwing everybody in together and it does count, because when you when it's a shootout, it doesn't really count for anything. It's like kind of like you said, like yeah, whatever. It's just another race. So, but uh, I always thought to myself, uh, the main events in Vegas being the first races of the night show on a slippery Vegas track would scare the shit out of me. Dude, Vegas was so they would always water so much after practice. So if you were first heat race, it was a slop fest. But those remain it's sometimes. Like, yeah. Sometimes, yeah. Right, yeah. So, right. so like, and, hey, I got a championship on the line. Yeah, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, but they they kind of had to. Like, it gets so got so hard packed there that if they didn't water it that much, like, you remember, I remember all the videos from 03 and 04 and whatever, and it was like a cloud out there. Yeah. And they're just flat tracking everywhere because there's no, it's super dry. So Yeah, Ferry's four-stroke worked really well, Salt Lake, Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> So, Thanks for letting us know, Steve. Yeah, yeah. You're happy about that. Yeah, those, were, it was good for you. They were fun. Uh, Lee at Re-Raceables, Ryan Sipes, Indianapolis, 2011. What a year, winning the main event, winning Vegas. Yeah, you were you were on your way. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, if you think about the guys that you're battling with, you know, you, you Barsham Baggett, uh, you mentioned Celia and Roxon from the West in that main. I mean, that's a pretty solid year. Uh, that's how good you were going. I mean, that had to have built a lot of confidence to have been like, yeah, whatever. I can go to the gate. Had you got the point where you were like, when you go to the gate, you're like, 
yeah, I think I can beat anyone on this gate, which every rider says is like the ultimate level to get to when you look to your left and right and you're like, I think I got all these guys. For sure. Um, but what was funny about it is you would think I was old enough to know better, but the week after Indy, so, you know, I win my first race and I'm, my confidence is through the roof. And so I go home and I go, well, if I did, you know, four 15s this week, I'm going to do six or eight this time. Like I'm going to murder everybody (laughs) next weekend. And I went to Jacksonville, believe it was Jacksonville the next weekend, qualified fastest, I think, whatever. But I ran out of steam. I I started up front. I was second, whatever. And I just kind of went backwards just because I was wore out. So I should have known better. Like what I was doing was working, but I thought, well, more is better. You know, I'll just go faster if I do more. So I had a little bit of a up in the road on that one. And I think Dallas, I crashed, and uh, St. Louis kind of brought it back. I got second, I think. Oh, so you were tired, you think, going in the next week? Oh, yeah, because I had, well, like I said, if if a little bit was good, more has got to be better, and I just did way <laughs> too much. Way too much. Uh, I was so smoked. The year before, you talked about the. I remember being heartbroken at. Yeah, was that Dallas Moto Concepts two hundred and fifty, where you? Yep. Yeah. Um, did you fall or what happened? Did somebody just get you? No. Was it, um, it Jessamine? What was that? No, it was Tyler Wharton. Um, there was like a little whoops, I believe, and a right hander, and we go through the whoops. He's in the middle, and my fault. I should have cut over. Um, it would have taken a, a direction change in the whoops, which isn't super easy, but mm-hmm. I probably should have checked up and went to the inside of him. But I went to the outside thinking, I'm almost going to, he's in the middle. I'm going to rail around the outside of him. Well, he went high to try to get out of our way and took me high and bag it got under me. Yeah, it was heartbreaking. I remember being like, oh, no, the dude, the dude, you couldn't get, you know, yeah, couldn't get it done. You know, yeah, that was tough. What is up with you and Baggett trading wins like this? This is three of them between one leads and the other makes a mistake and vice versa. Oh, no. Yeah, we, we had some good battles then. For sure. It's like the same story in reverse. Mm-hmm. Uh, he crashes leading Indy. You mess up leading Dallas. And then, wait, you you could have won the Vegas uh, East Main. <laughs> it's crazy yep. how that worked yep. out. I know. We were real close. It was like kind of who made the mistake. Yep. Yep. Uh, uh, because he got that win on Rockstar Suzuki. I think that that ten. Yeah, that uh, was it. Twenty ten one. Yeah, yeah. Yep. that was his yep. first win. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That was... I remember when you won. I'm like, oh, there we go. Turnabout's fair play. Sykes <laughs> got robbed on one. He deserves yeah. one. And maybe that's why everybody cheered in the press box. Maybe that's why they just kind of felt like you were owed one. I don't remember the cheering, Weech. I'll be honest. I don't remember that. I mean, I'm sure we did. It was like yeah, golf yeah. claps. It wasn't right. even cheering. It was like a professional, like, okay, right. finally, good. <laughs> he got it. I, I think. I guess. You know, when you see a guy get robbed, and unfortunately, Sipes, you know this, a lot of times the, the opportunity never comes back around. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, I was kind of the underdog, right? After all those years not getting yeah. on, it's probably yeah. it was a good story, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, absolutely. I was just talking to uh, Ron Lachine today, and he mentioned, like, what if AP never gets the Supercross win? Like, you know, well, Detroit, you know, half a lap away. And he yep. crashed out. And, like, there's a chance – I mean, he's a great rider, but there is a very good, you know, there's a chance he never wins a Supercross. You look at the field, look how stacked it is. You never know. That shit could haunt you forever, Sipes. Yeah, you know? Yeah, no, it's not fun to think about, for sure, for him or, you know, if it had been me. Right. Um, because you, it, it takes so much, so many things going right to win one. It it doesn't seem like it for a lot of people, like, you know, the 
Tomac or Jet or whoever that went all the time, but not all of us are that good. Like sometimes we only, you know, every all the stars need to align for us to get it done. Uh, Ryan Sipes here on the Lee at uh, Re-Raceables Indy 11. What's, uh, what are you doing now, Sipes? What's going on now? Um, so I just took a job coaching down in Florida at Moto Sandbox, okay. um, Jason Baker's place. Yep. So I'm coaching some uh, mostly amateur kids, but I'm starting a, a Supercross Futures program. So um, to kind of help these guys that really don't know what they're doing, but they're young and they are, I think, moldable, impressionable. So if we can teach them kind of the right um, practice habits and mm -hmm. stuff now, um, mm -hmm. you know, I think they can turn into good supercross riders. So I'm having a blast with it. I never thought I would like coaching so much, but, yeah. uh, I've, I've kind of done a little bit of everything and done it all the wrong way and done some of it right. So I think <laughs> I, I have a pretty good, uh, you know, I can tell them what to do. So I'm having a good time with it. And for those who don't remember, I mean, obviously, I think most fans think the last time we heard of you was doing all this stuff and really being a hero for showing up at so many different races and winning. But, gosh, you have had a horrible road. And just tell me about the injury because, dude, it wasn't even bad, right? The crash wasn't even bad, and it has set you way back. Yeah, it's been, uh, well, in, it's in one week, it'll be, have been uh, a year since my last surgery. It's been a year and uh, almost 10 months since the injury. So it's been a rough road, three, three surgeries and a whole bunch of uh, different therapies and stuff. And I'm still looking for that one that's going to get me back to normal. I don't know if I'll ever be back to normal, but at least I'm up and walking around. I can ride. I don't do it a ton because uh, I think it's still a little bit, you know, I'm not all the way there yet, mm -hmm. so I'm just trying to be careful with it. But that's why I think um, if I could ride all the time, I don't think I'd like coaching as much as I do. But I don't get to ride as much, you know, like I normally do. So um, the coaching is like I'm around it. I can kind of, um, you know, just offer help to these kids that, you know, some of them need it. So and you told me the crash is not not that big you've had way well, worse well so i mean overall the crash was bad i broke my pelvis it takes a lot of force to break a pelvis um especially the the part that i broke but what i told you is when i when i hit the jump there was a double 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 and i was like oh this is not fun i want to triple triple it and it wasn't on a supercross track it's motocross but uh when i went for it in the air i didn't think i was going to crash i was like oh i went a little long that'll be all right. like it, it's going to hurt my feet probably but not a big deal. Like I'm going to ride out of this and I didn't, um, for whatever reason, whether my feet, you know, foot come off when I hit whatever, but then I came off the motorcycle and I flew another 50 feet or so and landed without the motorcycle. Um, and all that force broke, broke my pelvis. And then for whatever reason, if it's, if I'm just too old now or what, but it's, it's not been healing like it should, uh, five people, five of my friends broke their pelvis in a, about the same uh time frame that i did and they're all back riding and racing and doing all their stuff and i'm still over here kind of hobbling around but it'll come on man one of these days yeah yeah and uh, i i wanted to give you credit the sandbox ruled here at smx with vial was there i know sexton's back there and kenny so uh congrats I, i'm sure you were cheers mackerel don't forget yeah yep yeah. 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 oh yeah. too yeah mackerel's there i guess I'll give you credit for all those guys. I don't know if you worked with them, but I'll give you credit for all of them. It, well, that's not important. You can give me credit, and that's all that yeah. matters. They ride yeah. at my facility. Um, yeah, we yeah. we will take it. One, two. Sexton right. Roxon, one, two. 
Brian Sipes. Um, That's right. <laughs> something we ask the people on this show a lot of Sipes is, uh, do you still have the trophy, the plaque? You still got it? Where is it for Indy? I do. Um, yeah. I have almost all of my old trophies, and uh, we just – we just sold our house in Kentucky. We were moving to Florida. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was, di- for whatever reason, I never put them on a shelf. Like, I never built the shelf. I'm kind of like, a, I want to do it myself. And, you know, my wife's like, well, let's buy a shelf. I'm like, oh, I'm going to build it. I'll just, you know, make my own. And I never did. So they're all sitting in the closet and I'm cleaning out the house to move. And I started taking pictures of all this stuff. And it was, it was super cool. Like, I'm glad, obviously, I, I wouldn't throw stuff away, but it was cool to just look back at it uh, and just go, man, like, I can, I still remember the feelings from that night, you know, the indie win and the, mm-hmm. the other stuff that I've done. So uh, I definitely have all that stuff and I ain't, ain't doing, I ain't going to throw it away. So we'll build a shelf one of these days and put it up there. Yeah, absolutely, man. Just, uh, yeah, treasure it, right? There's so few people that have won Supercrosses and it's just, such an honor, and you've won multiple of them. So, um, yeah, definitely do something with it. Keep it somewhere. Um, yes, sir. All right. Uh, anything else, Weech? No, I'm good. It's good to hear from you, man. Good to hear you're back up on your feet and found something to do. It's great. Yeah, great talking to you guys. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, thanks very much, Ryan. Appreciate it. 2011 Indianapolis. What a night. Uh, Lee at Re-Raceables. Uh, thanks for the time, Sipes. See you, man. All right. Thanks. See you all. See ya. Good stuff from Ryan. I, you know, I've done a few podcasts with Ryan over the years. He was even in studio, and he disputes the, you know, you were up and coming. You had, you know, you were an up and coming amateur. I'd heard all about you. He disputes that, but dude, I feel like I heard so much Sipes hype. You know, I don't know. Maybe. So Sipes hype is an amateur, but not Sipes hype. He could win a race as a pro. Yeah, Sipes hype is no Sipes hype. Like he's an up and coming amateur. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I always felt like he got the shaft, as I told him on the call. Yeah. I don't think he ever had the full boat ride. Right. The other thing was uh, I saw a lot of Sipes-Hepler battles uh, pre-pro because Sipes is close enough to come to High Point and Still City mm-hmm. from Kentucky, and I saw those guys battle a lot. Hepler, another guy, just the speed was unbelievable if he just put it together. <laughs> Although I don't like, yeah. How many Supies did Hepler win? Mm, Ryan not much, won two or three, four, right? Ryan won four, and then yeah, Hepper, like Hepper won like four. Oh, Brayton's getting lapped, Steve. Brayton's getting lapped. No, he can't be. Not one of our better ones. He can't be. Anyway, lapped. sorry. Okay. Um, oh no, that's I mean, yeah. that's not him. It's not Brayton. It's no. non HD. No. <laughs> Is this Ralph and Jeff? I would think so. Yeah. I'm going to spare everybody playing the audio during this show. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Don't do that. So, yeah. Uh, Decal works. I talked about them. Scott as well. Max's tires, great mountain bike tires. Soft to intermediate tires now available. Intermediate to hard terrain tires developed by some guy named Jeremy McGrath. Uh, so thank <clears> you to uh, Max's Tires for coming on board. Light truck tires, trailer tires. Uh, Weege, if you need tires, our guy Chris at Max's can, can dial you in. So um, please check that out. And Guts Racing as well. Pulp MX-23 is the code to save with Guts. Uh, get Guts. Uh, complete seats, seat foams, seat covers, uh, gripper seats, Vintage o, uh, seats as well. They've got it all. Thanks to the folks at Guts Racing. Use the code to save. Our Norca- Andy and all the boys up there in NorCal doing great things for seats. They sponsor a lot of racers, a lot of teams as well. Privateer guys using Guts, and they can design anything you want for a cover. It's really, really cool. they got like a like that Nike ID system for shoes. they got that for seat covers. So it's really, really neat. Thanks to the folks at Guts. Really cool. And, of course, Liat as well, uh, 8.5, 9.5 helmets, 5.5 flex lock boots, 6.5 velocity goggles. 
Liat.com. Uh, please check those guys out. If you want something from Liat, uh, they have a lot of products there from, from the protection end of things to the clothing, shoes uh, uh, for mountain biking, all of that. Uh, if you want something from there, email us using the contact form on Pulp MX. We'll get you a discount code to save with the folks at Liat. So thank you to those guys. Um, all right, Weed, you want to do, uh, do the categories? Yeah, we could do some categories. Right. Don't just back to read. Oh, can't yeah. Around okay, all yeah, right. Yeah, just... Can't, can't, just can't do it. <laughs> well, you got some heat. This is still early days of uh, OBS, where I think you wrote multiple weeks. I just want to see Dunge pass one of these guys. <laughs> and uh, but Shockingly, I don't think the Dunge camp liked that. <laughs> yeah, these were rough times for us because I was, you know, I was hanging out with the Cowie guys, so he kind of thought I was Team RV. Oh, and I, and I, I didn't I, thought of that. No, I, it, and I was Team RV in a sense of I knew those guys really well, you know. Because of Timmy. Yeah, because of Timmy. But I like to think that I called it as I saw it, you know? I don't know. You know, I don't want to go on a rant here, but Mm -hmm. I've noticed something in the world lately where everybody has an opinion, as you know. Mm -hmm. But one of the moves I think that everyone does when they hear someone's opinion that disagrees with them, they try to come up with an alternate reason as to why someone would have the opinion. So... In this example, it would be, oh, it's not just he wants to see me pass someone because he hasn't seen me pass someone. It's, oh, it's because he's friends with the Cowie mm-hmm. guys. So it's actually coming from a place of bias. I feel like that happens all the time where they're of like, course. oh, well, the reason he's saying. And I'm like, no, sometimes, sometimes, a lot of the times, people are just saying what they actually think. It's not because of some ulterior motive. Some it's their opinion, man. Like, yeah, yeah. That's it's, just your it, opinion, it, man. Yeah, I, exactly. I I like to think I'm really good with that. Like I, you know, there's some guys I don't like or get along with, but I'm just, I'm just going to give my opinion anyways, good or bad. Like if they wrote great, I'll say great. If they wrote bad, I'll say bad. There's no bias coming from me. Um, when I talk about these racers, I mean, Savachi was in on the pulp show on Monday and thinks he should race 250 supercross again because the rules now would not have eliminated yep. him before. Yep. And I was like, no, no, I don't think you should. You, you know, at the time of the rules, you got kicked out, and so, oh, well. And he's just like, well, I, I, I can't believe it. it's not fair. And I'm just like, ah, sorry, that's my opinion. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't, I'm not going to just – he's sitting across from me. We can totally be friends and agree to disagree, you know? Yeah. And, and I, don't, yeah. I, th- I think that's what's lost in this world is, like, just because I don't agree with you, I have no malice towards you. I have no ill will towards you. It's just my opinion is this, you know? And let's move on. But, yeah. Yep. Um, yep. I'm with you. All right, uh, who really won the race? I guess we can go either either class. I mean, you got to go Sipes because, God damn, this is his first win. Yeah, it was. And as uh, we uncovered in the interview, by the way, I want to mention that he won that shootout there in Vegas. This is a really, this is a really maybe peak for Sipes. Yeah. yeah. Want some more, but this is really good. Yeah, I do remember the Moto Concepts uh, lap to go race that he lost. Yeah. Oh, that was a bummer. Um, yep. You know, so yeah, who really won the race? Le- racing. I mean, Ryan Sipes. So we don't always do that, but uh, uh, we are in this one. Uh, who's that guy award? There's a few candidates. So to me, uh, the number one candidate, but I kind of know him. But I didn't, if you had told me, well, he actually could fit the Jacob Marsek award too. Ty Simmons, 450 main event. He's on a KTM 350. He's riding for JDR, J Star. So this is. I think he's an Aussie because this is kind of an Aussie-owned team or something. I believe Ty Simmons was an Aussie. He says Menifee, California, but obviously that's not right. 
So I kind of remember Ty Simmons. If you had asked me if Ty Simmons made any main events, I would have said no way. Yeah, Ty Simmons is a really that is heck of a trivia question. We should bring on a Gypsy Tales Jace because he worked for that JDR team. I think doing media for them. This team kind of came and went quickly. Even Savachi mentioned it when he was on your show on Monday because he he rode for that team when he first came in. This family, from what I heard, Steve, do you remember this? The family was in the fencing business, and then the Sydney Olympics turned them into like hundred millionaires because they needed to buy so much fencing. <laughs> I did, did you hear not, this? No, I did not. No. Yes. So it's like, what are we going to do with our money? Well. Our son's into racing. He's going to start a motocross team. And then I guess they had so much money, they came to America and ran a team. So they brought Ty Simmons, who was maybe, I don't know for sure, but I guess like maybe Australia's like top young up-and-coming guy. I mean, they had Savachi and Malcolm Stewart, I think, was on the team at one point. Nate Ramsey was the team manager. They had a bunch of legit people over there. But the Simmons thing, I think he was too big to race 250s, so they threw him right into the big class. Mm-hmm. And uh, it didn't really work out. Then I think he retired super young. And that was it. He didn't even go back to Australia. He just retired. If you want to go to actually who's that guy, because I do kind of remember Ty Simmons. If you want to go to a guy that I have zero clue anything about, 35th overall in 450 qualifying, uh, Jason Hussey. I got nothing. Ah, where's he from? Doesn't say. Just qualifying. Oh, well, I was just going to say, Rarick will know for sure. Yeah. Rarick will know. To, to anyone racing in 2011, Rarick probably stayed at his house at some point. Yeah. Um, I have not heard of 19th, 250 LCQ, 10 or more out of Kansas. Mm, okay. Yep. All right. Don't know. Yep. Don't know Don't that know one either. Is. No. Yep. Uh, Lit Kid Award. Well, this is, I just perused some photos from this race. This is, you know, Shift and Chad Reed. Tough, tough combo to beat uh, yeah. around this era. Really, really good stuff. Um I didn't mind the um, Barsha stuff either for Geico Honda, you know. Um, True. Yep. But yeah, kind of, kind of Reed's era. This is they had a lot of lit kits. Yeah, they had it going on pretty good. I thought Dunge's look uh, when he had the red, he had the red plate because back then the champion wore the red plate, not the points leader. I thought the red and yellow combo with the Suzuki, and then I thought Fox did a really good job. I think he was running those Nike boots. I thought that was good. So I'll pick that. But I got to say, what gear brand is Sipes wearing, by the way, Stephen? Answer. Isn't he Scott? Is this Scott? Yeah, Scott. Oh. And damn, it looks good. It yeah. looks good. Yeah, Scott's stuff looked good. Millsaps wore it, right, for a couple of years there? Or a year? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I think, as good as Dungeons look, I think I'm going to go with that. Johnny Knowles will be so happy. Yes. Yes. So- the Scott gear never looked bad. No, no, it didn't. I don't feel uh, No. Here's a photo of Ty Simmons from Indy. He's got a Red Bull helmet on. So I guess wow. a Red Bull amateur kid in Australia or something, right? Or a Red Bull athlete Maybe. in Australia. Uh, yeah. He's, he's 940s on answer gear. So, uh, yeah, Ty Simmons, uh, main event guy. Um, yeah, Scott One is trivia Scott's thing on good. Sipes. He's got the Scott gear. And if I remember this right, pretty sure this was the first race anyone ever won wearing a GoPro. Really? <laughs> kind of obscure trivia. Yeah, that is. But a, I believe yeah. that's the case. That is obscure. Yes. Good job on that. Um, shit kit? Shit kit award from, from Indianapolis 2011? I'm going Stu's purple. Mm. Every color, every font you could cram into one set of gear from Answer. Okay. Uh, we, jo- you're not going to like this, but 
I found on Racer X from 2011 wallpapers. And my shit kid award goes to Justin Brayton. <sighs> He's got sh- it's shift, right? It's shift, I think it is. Um, it's got every color in the sun. He's got a helmet with every color on it. His bike's got eight million stickers because that's what that's yep. what Coy did back then. Yep. I mean, I think he has Pirelli stickers on his forks. So on his upper fork legs. Who, wow. put, who puts a tire sticker on their upper fork legs? Coy does. Anyways, uh, he's got a neck brace on. He's got his logos. The Muscle Milk and Toyota match the logo, the shift logo, and, and the, the, the direction. You're like, it's tilted, right? It's not, not horizontal. It's tilted. But then, but then he's got a Yamaha logo going the other way, not, not symmetrical to the other logos. I don't know what's going on in this, but this is terrible. Justin Brayton. Yeah, I, I, I'm not going to argue. Do you see the I photo? Mean, I don't. Oh, you see the photo? No, I haven't seen the photo. What, what do I do? Just Google search it. 2011 Justin Brayton. Indianapolis 2011 Supercross, and it's Racer X wallpapers. It's it's simply, uh, yeah, it's next level. And I, again, I and and you know, actually, here you're on Slack. I can just send it to you right now. Oh boy, I, I, the slander! Okay. But I mean, look, I just, some of I these just, looks weren't good. I, I can't. I just put it on Slack, and oh, okay, it, it, I can't really. His helmet. Might not be able to argue. His helmet's hideous. I don't know what is going. Oh on. Oh my god, what are you doing? <laughs> there are so much. <laughs> There's so much going on. They have the Muscle Milk Toyota logo going like at a 45 degree angle one way, and then the Yamaha That's... going at a 45 degree the other way. Uh... They have red surrounding the number plate background on a blue bike. It's got Pirelli fork stickers on the Pirelli bike. fork stickers. The gear, how many colors can we count here? It has silver, white, red, yellow, and blue. And black. Oh, and black, yes, in one set of gear. It's not good. So if you want to tell JB, you can tell him, but uh, yeah, it's not good. No, I will. We will discuss this with you. You will be included. Okay. And uh, I will... But you have to defend yourself. Yep. Okay. 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 Don't forget the Pirelli sticker on the upper <laughs> fork tube and the muscle milk stickers on the lower yeah. fork guards. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. Uh, wow, a lot going on. He's got about twenty helmet stickers too. Good lord. So, um, yeah. where's JT Lee at Reraceables? Uh yeah, fourth in the LCQ behind Weston Pike. No main event for him. Bobby Canari and Matt Gurky transfer from the LCQ. And Weston Pike, JT, Partridge, Ryan Clark go home on the Greyhound bus. A DNS in the LCQ is one Alex Ray. Wow, a young Alex Ray. A young, fatter Alex Ray. <laughs> uh, DNS. So, yep. One other rider, I don't think I even got my answers in for the uh, – uh, which one? I don't remember which one was who's that guy and – no, Simmons was your Jacob Marsak? No. He could be my Jason Mark Sack Award, but he's Who's That Guy Award. You gave the guy in the LCQ. That was my Who's That Guy. Yeah, we haven't got to Marsack yet. Calm down. Oh, that's why. I thought we'd skipped it. No. Okay. So gotcha. where's JT? Fourth in uh, the LCQ. And no, and we texted him for an update, and we have no update from JT. On, cause um, he, I'm going to say this was uh, ACL Houston related. Okay. All right. Fair enough. That's my guess. Yeah. Getting landed on by Stoop. <laughs> Yep. That happens. Uh, okay. And then now on the Lee at Reisables, uh, Jacob Arsak Award for the rider who did the best that you never would have thought of. Well, definitely Ty Simmons would take this. 
um, if you want. I guess after that, um, I don't know. What do you got, Weesh? You got anybody? Uh, I'm going to go with in the 250 class, I think, was he uh, 19th? Spider-Man Sean Rife. I don't remember Spider-Man Sean Rife's pro career at all. There was a time where Sean Rife on like 65s was like right up there with anybody, like right up there with anybody. And I don't really know what happened. And if you had told me he ever raced pro, I'd have been like, did he really? But um, there he is. Got a couple of pro races. Got 19th on this night. uh, Battling it out. Jason Anderson. Disaster of a, I think, rookie season for Anderson. Anderson got 18th. He got 19th. So Sean Rife, I didn't even, this is terrible, but I didn't even realize he turned pro. I'll probably hear about that from Rarick. But uh, uh, good job. You made the main. Sean Reif, uh, many years up in Canada he raced. A national winner up in Canada, uh, Sean Reif, and uh, did, had, a, had some good results up there. After this? Yes, I would think so. Yeah. yeah I That's what so. I mean. I don't remember the two- or three-year attempt at, you know, just barely mm-hmm. making mains in America. I don't remember that. So My bad. Ty Simmons <laughs> is probably the winner of the Jacob Marsak Award. Uh, because I, I, if you'd asked me if he'd ever made a man, I would have said no. But other yeah. than that, I don't really remember um, P.J. Larson getting eighth in the main. Uh, is P.J. Larson an eighth-place guy? Oh, he's on JDR, too. Who knew? Oh, wow. I don't know P.J. <laughs> Larson ever wrote for, for, for JDR. Yeah, Horizon Award winner. Yeah, him and Darren Durham. I don't know. Larson getting an eighth. Yeah. It's in the, it's in the realm. Sure, sure. Yeah. Okay, I'll just go Tyson. I mean, I feel bad how I've disrespected Sean Rife already, so I'm not going to do it to P.J. Larson. Okay, all right. The slender. He jumped. They had one year at Loretta's. They had this insane, like, 120-foot tabletop, and Rife was jumping it on a 65. It was insane. And I'm like, this kid's going places. Well, by that, I meant Canada. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Um, I will uh, I will ask the, the Canadian group if he ever won a championship. I don't believe he did, but he did win races for sure. Um, so cool. All right. Um, and Ryan Villapoto takes the 450 main event. Stu second, Chad Reed third. So, um, Stu from last. I mean, he just went by Dunge. Well, Dunge had fallen down, but mm-hmm. he went by Chad. It's amazing what he was able to do on that bike. The bike looks so bad. <laughs> it really yep. was, right? Yep. Yep. Um, all um, right. Uh, anything yeah. else? No, just pumped. As we probably briefly mentioned in this interview, Sipes went on to have this. Okay, we always say that Brayton is the guy that has the schedule and the career that most guys would like, right? But how many ex-guys have now, Steve, you've heard, think of doing a Sipes-type program? The Sipes end up getting the Red Bull deal and just doing a little bit of everything and do, being su- quite successful. You know, he won a GNCC. Mm-hmm. He won the ISDE overall. He's won a couple flat track races. On and on the list goes. Um, I feel like he open some doors for other guys to want to do that type of thing now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, in, in the sense of, um, yeah, Brayton, Supercross program everybody wants, and then Sipes, post-race career everybody wants, right? Yeah, they're like, I don't want the pressure of having to be super darly, but I still want to ride and mm-hmm. race, and this could be a way to do both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Um, they all want the Sipes program. And uh, and we hope he gets better and gets back on a bike. He's As he told us, he's teaching and and all of that, yeah. and he had a pretty pretty serious injury. Um, so, yeah, we wish nothing but the best for Sipes, and hopefully he can get back racing and at least, you know, race at some level or ride at some level that makes him comfy, you know? so Actually, the winner of the 65 race over the weekend is uh, Ryan Sipes' train. 
Okay. Or sorry, the super mini. Super, super mini. mini. Right? So the super mini guy. Yeah. The, 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 super mini the, at uh, Chicago. Yeah. Cali so I just texted yeah. me and he's like, that's my guy. Hmm. And he's like, and if Sexton, Kenny, or Vial win, you can just give me credit for them also. Perfect. Well, as you yep. covered on a review show, he's also on a Cowie anyway, and so he must be extra good. So, for the reasons that you stated in the review show. So. Oh, yeah. If you're on a Cowie Mini and you're winning, you're really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, all, all right, right, man. Well, thanks for the Leit guys for coming on board this. Thanks to Ryan Sipes for the interview as well. 2011 Indianapolis uh, Leit Re-Raceables. Thanks, Weege. See ya.